Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri. Along with uh, Rich Sanders, Roger Weiss, and Frank Wolf from Western New York Athletics. A lot to talk about. Section 6 goes 1-1 one and one at the Dome. We'll be congratulating one coach in just a, a little bit. We have 1-1. One one. Oh, okay. I thought you said 1-4-1. One, one. No, no. 1-1. One one. All right. No. We won one, lost one. Is that all right? Yeah. Okay. Good. Can we get uh, Frank's mic, um, Derek? That thing's not... Uh, some reason it's not on. Maybe it's a good thing. Check, check, check. Do a check, check. check All right, forget it. His mic is off. <laughs> it's just because the wrong mic is potted up. That's the producer error right there. <laughs> How you doing, Raj? Morning, y'all. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Happy you birthday. and uh, get your uh, information straight, Anthony. It's very embarrassing. I'm on my way to Penn State last week, and you're. We're listening to the show, and you're telling them that I'm in Syracuse for the football game. Obviously, you didn't listen and didn't get all the information. I did correct it later on. I guess we did. Ah, uh, busted. On the, on the show? Yes. Yes. It went staticky. <laughs> no, it must have. Boy, I don't recall that at all. It was done. I heard it. So there. Once again, Roger is corrected on the program. All right, as I said, a lot to talk about today, and we are going to start things off. First of all, I hope you guys all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. How did uh, did you eat well, Raj? Yeah, on the did way. Did you home, have a garbage plate for yeah, things? Yeah, on the way home from the carrier dome, I had a garbage plate. Of yes! course, I ate well. <laughs> he yeah. sends me a video, and uh, as soon as the the video opens up, it's the uh, Rochester uh, Red Wings, right? Yeah. And uh, it starts off, and they're setting the Thanksgiving table. I knew immediately this is going to be the garbage plates, and sure enough, there they were. Like, oh, actually, man. that's what happened yesterday. Me and Hollywood, uh, we were just going for a garbage plate, and. Uh, we missed a turn before we realized that we were at the Syracuse, and Hollywood says, well, we might as well hang around and watch the game. <laughs> might as well. So. Hey, did you get on the field yesterday? Yes. When? How? At the end of the game. I had. To, I had okay, to at pass. the end of the game. Yeah. Okay. Hollywood was on the field whole, both yeah, games. Yeah, how did he do that? How did he pull that off? Security wasn't when you, find out, when when you I, find out, let me know. When I walked into the carrier dome, I walked through the front, showed my coach ID, and walked literally in the lower concourse right down the field and not one person stopped me i was right on maple groves um and cambridge i yeah. guess cambridge their, well, their area well Cam side. cambridge would have been on the side of the field that you walked on it was opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh yeah but nobody stopped me it wasn't like it was uh 
back in 08 and 09, I mean, uh, listen, of course, we're going back to the Chuck Funky days, but, boy, security was top then there. They were quite lax, and, and there were no incidents, so no big deal and all that. Wow. But, uh, boy, you had a show uh, – <laughs> You had to show a passport and everything yeah, uh, eight, nine years ago. And, you know, uh, your grandmother's uh, medical reports from her dentist and the whole nine yards. <laughs> well, to let's get not on the forget, field. Richie had been there half a dozen times already, so maybe they just thought he worked there. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Oh, maybe. Oh, this oh, way to your office, oh, Mr. Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get going with the program. Anything for news and notes from you guys before we kick this things off? I got a few things. Um, you know, hockey's back in action, Tony. The girls. Yeah. Uh, Started their season earlier uh, in the week, and we have three stars of the night from WNY Athletics. Emma Faso got uh, first star from Cash. She had three goals in her first game. Brooke Becker with the returns with the flop. She had two goals, uh, including a game winner. And third star was a freshman, Hannah Barrett, also of Team Cash. She had 34 saves in her first varsity Whoa. start. So the girls are often running, or often skating, I should say. Often skating. Excuse uh, me, flop. That's Orchard Park, Lancaster, and... Frontier. Frontier, you're doing it. You're good. Good for you, buddy. Uh, what about cash? We'll we'll try that after the break. Okay. All right. Um, boys are scrimmaging now. Okay. So a bunch of teams were out. West Seneca East is out in White Plains, New York. They're playing three games out there. Um, Will North and a few other teams are taking part right now in a tournament over at Northtown, the John J. Froman tournament. I was there for a couple of games yesterday. Will North. Rebounded to beat a team from Syracuse, Section 3 Syracuse. Uh, they beat them 4-2. to two. Andrew Bruno had two goals. Um, Williamsville South lost to McQuaid 4-1. And there's more games today. Syracuse will play Will South today. And McQuaid will play Will North. Really good player for Syracuse uh, out there. I can't, uh, can't remember his name, but he had both goals for Syracuse yesterday. He absolutely torched the Will North defense on his two goals. I haven't seen anyone Whoa. walk through that defense like no. this kid did yesterday. Um, so that's all for boys hockey. I do want to say, though, basketball started, and our little buddy from City Honors, Nate Kahn, returned to practice this week. If you remember, Nate Kahn was the kid um, last New Year's Eve who was in that tragic accident mm-hmm. um, where he had lost his lower left leg. He was practicing this week. He's going to play for varsity this year. Whoa, so that's excellent. That's huge. That's Clarence amazing. Amherst, sweet home. Yes. That's cash. Yes. Very I'm good. I'm so Raj. good at this game. <laughs> He's good. You get some chili billy ice cream just for that, Roger. Oh, Great job. So, that's all I've got for you. All right. right Roger, anything from you? I just want to acknowledge the uh you know, the girls uh, volleyball. Portville did win Class C state champions. And if you think that's a oh big deal accomplishment, well, it's the first time in what? 31 years or something that uh, Eden hasn't won the Class C championship. They actually, uh, a year ago, they played Eden in the crossover, C1 versus C2. Mm -hmm. And it was probably the de facto state champion a year ago. Portville had literally everybody come back. Eden lost most of their girls. Portville beat Eden this year in the crossover and then just rode it right to the state championship. Uh uh, tip of the hat to Will East and to Panama. They were state runners-up. Both of them lost the final match at Glens Falls. Panama probably a little disappointment because the day before they swept the uh, all the pool play and all that. The team that they faced Sunday for the state championship reversed what happened Saturday and won handily. Looked really Damn. good. But still, 
Panama, what can we say between basketball and volleyball? They're starting to get their mail at Glens Falls. Absolutely. All right, let's shift gears and let's welcome onto the broadcast Ed Shearer from the Trench Trophy Committee. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Well, you have the uh, 2017 Hall of Fame uh, class uh, inductees announced the other day. Uh, let's uh, lay down us who's who made the list and why. All right, sounds good. Uh, you know, starting off, and this is in alphabetical order, uh, from Cleve Hill, Manny Al Um Manny, um, he's a he's a, a quick, athletic type of player with decent size. And uh, one of his biggest traits is he just goes and goes, uh, and basically on both sides of the ball. He's nonstop and, and excellent technique, and, and he really gets after it. Um, he's, uh, <laughs> he's excellent, this kid. Um, our next guy up is uh, Joe Andreessen. <laughs> what can you say about this kid? Oh, he gets lots of praise. Oh, my goodness. What an athlete. He is. He's a great linebacker. He Runs the ball hard. He can throw the ball, and on top of that, he, he's a he's an excellent right tackle. Um, and uh, probably right now, in my opinion, he's probably the best football player, pure football player in Western New York High School. Um, and and the strange thing about him, and I can't remember, maybe you guys can. Uh, have we ever had a kid that was been nominated for both the Trench Trophy and the Connolly Cup? Uh, I can't remember the name, but yes. I want to say he's from Niagara Wheatfield about 25 years ago or something like that. I can't think of the name. I might have the wrong school. but uh, Yeah, I'm sure there probably was, but not in a long It doesn't time. happen often, let's put it that way. Um, our next man up would be uh, Sam Arrington from Cleve Hill, and he's probably the, the yin to the yang of Manny uh, Alhamieri. Uh, Sam's a big, tough, powerful guy. He's, he's, he's built like a lineman right there and on both sides of the ball, very dominant player. And he's another one of those guys that just, you know, keeps going right to the whistle. Um, our next our next guy on the list is from Cheektowaga, Terrence Bass. What a body of work this kid put together. From You know, he could have been nominated uh, almost in any week from week one all the way through. We finally did get him in in week nine. And he's just a, a great athlete as well and equally prof- proficient on both sides of the ball. And, and that's... Uh, uh, at least in the last uh, four years, he's been the only lineman for Cheektowaga to start both ways in at least the last four years. Mm-hmm. So, our, our next guy on the list is from Lancaster, Jacob Callow, and he's probably he's, he's the best player on Lancaster that nobody's heard of. I mean, this kid is uh, he's a tough two-way lineman as well. I mean, Lancaster's loaded with athletes, and, and no one hears of Jacob Callow, but, boy, we sure did at the Trench Trophy uh, we watched him, and he's a um, big part of the, their team uh, on, on both the offense and defensive line. And he's uh, a very important uh, part of their big undefeated season, that's for sure. Uh, next man up, uh, if you watched uh, yesterday, he had a, a real nice game, is uh, Brad Claycom from West Seneca West. And he's, uh, he's probably one of uh, what you'd call one of them lunch bucket guys. He comes to play every game. Both sides of the ball keeps working hard, play after play after play, and uh, he's just uh, an excellent player. And incidentally, he was—I don't know if everyone stayed on and watched it—he was voted the uh, offensive lineman of the game yesterday. No surprise there. And he's also a great kid, man. I just gotta put that in there. Absolutely. 
You know, he has a teammate, too. You know, I'm going to bring up a couple of guys' names that, that didn't make the list, but Vinny Draper, you know, you could, uh, you know, take him and put him, plug him in anywhere, and, and our list would be still equally as strong. There's been a few kids that, unfortunately, you know, were regulated by our numbers, and, and somebody's got to go. And right. Unfortunately, you know, he's one of them. He, certainly any other year, he probably would have been a finalist. Um, next kid up is uh, from North Tonawana, Jordan Holmes. He's another one of those lunch bucket guys. You know, he's a big, strong kid, both sides of the ball, and plays to the whistle. You know, I don't, you know, NT didn't have that great a year, but they certainly had a very high-powered running attack. I was going to say that they ran the ball very well. And uh, yeah, and he was uh, one of the one of the big reasons for that. Um, but he's, you know, typical hardworking lineman. Um, next up from the list is uh, Will McGinnis from Canisius. And uh, Will is just another one in a long list of, of great linemen from Canisius. seems every year we're looking at one or two guys from Canisius, year in, year out. In fact, through the years, a couple guys have won it in our recent history. Um, he's a quick, strong, agile lineman and very smart, extremely smart, and he's very rarely is he out of position. And he plays, you know, another one of those guys right to the whistle each and every play. You know, and there's a, if you notice, there's probably a pattern here. Uh, for you young guys out there, uh, our committee really lo- loves these guys that play to the whistle each and every play. There's a lot of great linemen out there in high school, but uh, one thing that turns off our guys is if, you know, they take the occasional play off. Oh, that's aggravating. And, and, and they shouldn't because, you know, a lot of these guys are good, and why they take a play off is beyond me. But, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's big in our criteria as we sit around and talk to these guys one guy will bring up, yeah, but he takes a couple plays off, and boom, next thing you know, he's, he's out of consideration. And, and it's a shame because a lot of these guys are excellent linemen. Um, next guy up is uh, Jeremiah Sanders from South Park. And, boy, it seems like we've been watching him forever. Sure. I mean, that, this kid has just been, you know, he probably had we, you know, we're only a senior award, but, boy, had we opened it up, you know, to underclassmen being finalists, he may have been a finalist for for the previous couple of years, mm-hmm. but uh, he's another. He's very, very strong, and he plays real hard on both sides of the ball. Another kid that doesn't take a day off, or <laughs> and a playoff, <laughs> uh, much less a day. Yeah. Uh, our next kid up from Star Point is is Kyle Schrader, and boy, guys on our committee have been talking about him right from from day one, and. Uh, He's uh, he's another one of those lunch bucket guys, and he's another guy that plays on both sides of the ball and uses his size very well to his ad- advantage. And he he moves well for a big guy. Very good feet. Coached by our buddy Nate Butel, line coach at Star Point. Bingo. Well, there you have it. Um, our next guy up on the list is uh, Tariq Whitaker from Cheektowaga. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard the term describing lineman, you know, offensive lineman. He's a road grader. Mm-hmm. Nick Whitaker, he's a road grader. Um, he's big and strong, and what a drive blocker. And, and he's equally proficient uh, on his pass blocking as well. The coach's dream. Yeah, he really is. And, uh, you know, along another Cheektowaga kid who's his twin on the other side, uh, Tariq's a left guard, this kid's a right guard, is Kiar Parker. He was nominated as well, and he's another one of those kids we could plug in here, and uh, he was, you know, we wouldn't be missing a beat either with him. 
Um, next up on the list from Franklinville, Ellicottville, is Walter Wadarek. Uh, this this kid here, he's a, one, what you'd call the old school lineman. I mean, he just comes to play every game, sticks his hand in the ground, and says, "Let's go." Here, <laughs> who's in front of him? It's time to play. It's time to play. And he's another one. He just goes to the whistle. Back, you know, back in my day, and I, I played uh, high school ball in the early '70s, and uh, I had a coach. His name was Mike Talea, and he was old school before it was even called old school. But he would have loved this guy. You know, he had a bull neck, bull neck. That's what he always said. And this <laughs> Waldo Dark, he reminded me of him. Boy, when I saw him play, I said, boy, Coach Talea would really love this guy. <laughs> but uh, a few other guys that, uh, you know, really that we, we could have had in there. And this was a very deep senior class. You know, I just want to just mention them briefly because they certainly deserve it. Is, uh, you know, Rodney Bailey from Hutch Tech, Robert Rice from Lackawanna, and and Tom Delahoy from Climber, Panama, and Sherman. I mean, we could have plugged those guys in, but like I said, unfortunately, you know, we limit ourselves to 12 now, and, uh, you know, somebody had to go, and, you know, it's a shame anybody has to go. because Right, you wish you could nominate all of them and put them all up there. We're in the business of uh, recognizing linemen, and, boy, we'd love to recognize as many as we can. And, uh, you know, we do give, you know, the weekly award is something that I've always said. Our weekly nominations are, are really, that's, in my opinion, that's, that's the honor. You know, back, you know, in 40 years from now, you, you got this, we give them a nice leather-bound certificate, and, uh, you know, a kid can pull it out, show his grandson, and he knows in his heart of hearts for, for one, one game or one weekend somewhere there, he had a great game and he was honored. And, you know, it's something he'd be proud of the rest of his life, hopefully. Couple guys, you know, you mentioned uh, Delahoy from uh, CSP and Wadarek Class D. I want to throw one more Class D name out yesterday uh, from Class D because I saw him play yesterday, and that's Zach Trim from Maple Grove. Oh, boy! You you talk about not finish guys not finishing a play. There was one play in the game yesterday where I believe it was. Uh, the quarterback had a real nice gain downfield and then got fumbled. And, I mean, we were talking at least 20 yards downfield. If Trim doesn't continue following down the field, he doesn't recover the fumble, and uh, Maple Grove turned it over. I was so impressed with him yesterday. Uh, like I say, well, Class D, you know how it is down there. You can only have so many. And it was tough to pick one between, uh, I'm sure, Trim, Delahoy, and uh, uh, Walt Wadarek. Yeah, we were. They, all three of them were in the conversation. That's for sure. And, and you're right about that play. I, I thought the same thing you did, Raj. That was just, a, you know, a nice case of just hustling and following up. That's the name of the game: is hustle. <laughs> if you don't hustle, you don't play. Uh, you also have uh, uh, two underclassmen of the year. Right. We have uh, um, Joe Powers from Lewiston Porter. Uh, he's going to be somebody you're going to be able to uh, remember his name for next year. In fact. Uh, you know, earlier this year, their first game was against Cheektowaga, and I was at that game, and I got some misinformation that he was a senior uh, until about halftime. But I was, I watched him quite a bit, and I said, "Man, this kid's pretty good." And then I, you know, I found out he was a junior, which, which is okay. But yeah, at least it puts it on your radar. Right. Yeah. But he had, he had a, a, a great, great day, and and even, even a great season. And then uh, uh, Stephen Boyd Jr. from Cardinal O'Hara, and. Uh, He's going to be a force to reckon with as well, and and it's kind of nice to see. You know, O'Hara's kind of been down a little bit. And it's nice to see them with a 
you know, coming back with their program a yep. little this year, and uh, you know, look forward to seeing them, you know, improve more next year. Same with St. Mary's there of Lancaster. You know, they got a they were almost like a JV team, St. Mary's, and they rattled off a few wins there early on. Yeah, I always want to see the teams do well. Uh, Ed, that pretty much wraps up your uh, class. I mean, this is an impressive class. And one thing that stands out the most, uh, you know, looking through this is how many schools have two uh, players represented, like Cleve Hill and Lancaster and Cheektowaga. I think that's a testimony to how good the line coaches are at these schools. And, and you know, that was a big part of our discussion as we narrowed this down because I think in our history it may have only happened twice before that we had two uh, – two kids from the same team as finalists and and one year probably seven eight nine years ago they were twin brothers from north tonawanda um the shreves yeah yeah kyle and casey yeah and uh but uh that was big for our committee and you know we, we got together and we just said you know we we can't take one without the other quite right easily. i mean it's just even the coaches you know particularly you know we do go to the coaches for some tiebreakers and things like that and uh um, they couldn't decide. You know, if they can't decide, we see these kids day in, day out. You know, right? Who are we? You know, and uh, well, Ed, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Uh, a very impressive list of players, and uh, congratulations to all of them. Well, thank you very much. And if any, just out there, real quickly, uh, December sixth is our banquet, uh, six o'clock here at the Lancaster Elks, and uh, you know, give us give us a call at. Uh, What's Carl's number? 698-1893. Carl Curris. There you have it. Ed, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Chair uh, calling in from the Trench Trophy Committee. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got to uh, talk about the Maple Grove-Cambridge game, West Seneca West, uh, Yorktown. We've got Canisius taking on Stepniak today at noon in West Seneca. Lancaster versus Troy tomorrow. We'll have all of that and more on Inside High School Sports. Bleed blue. I like this. I get his bike on just in time to get him saluted. <laughs> Worst way you just did. <laughs> Congratulations, West Seneca West state champions. And we are going to talk about West Seneca West in just a second. Welcome back to Inside High School Sports. Uh, sad ending to the season for Maple Grove. They fell to uh, Cambridge 26-14. to 14. Just couldn't get that monkey off their back, Raj. Well, I'll tell you what. I think the better team won. Cambridge was very impressive yesterday. Uh Boy, they got this one running back. <laughs> it's just, you know, I think he makes Andreessen look small. And you have to try to tackle this guy. Uh, you know, and he runs with the attitude, hey, it's your body. You want to try to stop me, knock yourself out in that. And it was, which, like, Zonka uh, Jr. <clears throat> like uh, John Moriello said in the press box yesterday when I said, knock yourself out. He says, yeah, and they probably will. Yeah, that team was big for that class. I mean, they oh, were really God. big. Oh, God, I know. They were talking huge. 
Really uh, feeding those boys. <laughs> Definitely some corn and some beef. <laughs> and that uh, that tight end was no slouch either. Uh, number two, that was uh, his name was Brad, Brendan Holcomb. They used to, they would run him from the what right end tight end, run up what five yards and just cut across. And Maple Grove, I think, was in a cover two or something where it wasn't man to man, and this guy was wide open. Right. And That's... then he catches the ball with the head of steam, and we're talking. Six foot three, two fifteen, with a running start. You want to get in front of that? I don't think so. They they should have got out of the zone yesterday. But the other part of that is, from what I saw, was Maple Grove was put into a situation once they got down two scores where they had to become a passing team, and that's just not who they are. And so for them to try to come back, it was going to be tough. And then they got a pick six that helped them out. It was like 55 yards. Yeah. Helped them get back in, you know, into the game, but it still just wasn't enough. The other team was just so physical, they came back and scored again. Well, this number 22, Colton Dean, the running back I was telling you about, he plays defensive line, and then he's a running back, 6'2", 235. Yeah. <sighs> they don't have two guys on Maple Grove that add up to 6'2", 235 to stop a guy like that. that that's like the size of the running back that's going to be playing in the Iron Bowl today. Wow. <laughs> That's big. Well, congratulations, Maple Grove. You had an outstanding season. Nothing uh, to be ashamed about. And you know they'll be back. Uh, they always are. Uh, well, 11-2, and two, that's not too shabby. No, not shabby at all. Uh, Canisius is taking on Stepniak today. I mentioned that. That's at the uh, Stransky mm-hmm. Complex in West Seneca, uh, 12 o'clock kickoff. I don't know much about Stepniak, the ranked ninth in the state. Canisius coming in, ranked number two. I'll and, tell you one thing about Stepniak. They're good. And well, you have to be good to get to this point. And I got this from Coach Robbins. Well, you've got a quarterback that just threw for over 2,500 yards and I believe 25 touchdowns. So Very productive. Yeah. yeah. You, you're not facing any slouches at this time, but, you know, Canisius does a very good job at getting themselves ready for big games. So I would not be surprised if Coach Robbins has something up his sleeve. And, uh, you know, we're, we're wishing the best for Canisius today. Bring home another uh, state champion. Uh, it'll be nice. Aren't they familiar with this team? Didn't they play them like Oh, in yeah, they're familiar. That's 2015, why. 2014? Uh, 2015, they played. Well, no, I was Stepniak. I thought the one year they played St. Didn't they beat St. Francis? Yeah, they beat St. Francis uh, 42-28. I remember that. Yeah, at, I, I don't remember where the game was. It wasn't at St. Francis. I don't know. Was it Sweet Home or something maybe? It was mm, some neutral Grand field. Island. It was at Grand Island. That's right. It was at Grand Island yeah. the first year that I Grand Island that. had the turf and all that. Yeah, uh, they were good. They're good. Well, Canisius will have their hands full. They have a good running game, too. Trill Williams, T-R-I-L-L, Trill Williams had four touchdowns in the last game, 188 all-purpose yards. That's not his real name. His real name is Trill? So, yeah. Well, oh, no, my. it's not his real name, but oh, they okay, call him right, Trill. Right. It's short for and Don't make me do this, Rich. <laughs> I just forget. I was just saying Trill. You know, that on the streets, that means, like, you're real, like you're authentic. Oh, okay. So Trill, it was just funny A Trillion. A, a trillion. trillion is, is yes. real name? Okay, yeah. well, all right, true. Trill. I get it. He's a senior. Trill the chill. Stop, Tom. I don't know. <laughs> kind of goes. <laughs> Move along. <laughs> all right. Uh, good luck to Canisius today, uh, bringing home a, a championship. All right, Rich. You guys beat in Yorktown yesterday 14-6. to six. Unreal. Yeah. What I love is the uh, the stuff afterwards, the welcoming home. Oh, my gosh. The town of West Seneca that is, is so absolutely cool. amazing. Every fire hall brought out a truck and had water hoses. Then there were the paramedics. The police have given us an escort. The um, 
the last two uh, comebacks, I mean. Two miles or so? Uh, off the 400. So okay. every time we've come home the last two games, they've given us an escort. It's just crazy. I mean, there's other teams that get escorts for regular season games. I don't know why. But, you know, this was just something special to us. And, I mean, our bus was covered in water. Wipers are on. The fans are out there. The news are out there. I mean, it's just, it's just something unbelievable. First of all, tell us the feeling. I mean, you're, you know, the game. Obviously, you knew going in, it's going to be a tight game. And, you know, hard hitting. It's going to be close, and you know, biting your fingernails. Uh, but during the game, there's something as a coach, you get a feeling at a certain point. You know whether you're going to win or lose. Yeah. At what point did that hit? Tony, you? I'm going to tell you like this. We didn't think that. We thought this game was going to be a lot easier, and there were things that happened in this game that. I don't know how we won the game, to be honest with you. There, I mean, we played bad. We played really bad. Whoa. Yes. And then we had, on top of it, we had a call, 30, 40-yard bomb on, was it third or fourth down, that Johnson gets his foot in bounds. Clearly, you see it on the jumbotron. We watched it again last night. And the ref on that sideline calls him out of bounds. Then we had a fumble, Liam Shire, in the fourth quarter sacks the quarterback, and as he's rolling him, it hits Liam's helmet and comes out. We recover the ball. That was huge. We would have scored or at least got points on that drive, and, I mean, it would have extended our lead. Right. But those things are, are things that kill teams. When you, you're supposed to get a break and a game's tight like that. Kill your momentum. Kill the momentum. And then we are dropping balls left and right. Maybe. We, go ahead. Maybe it's because you guys have been so successful this year that those bounces may have hurt a team that had two or three losses on the schedule. You know, you guys have played perfect football all season for the most part. I'll tell you this. I mean, you got a perfect record. I'll tell you this. The mental toughness of our team is 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 unbelievable. Well, I think that's what I'm getting to. Right. That that I mean, I think that really displayed to me when we played South Park and we were down by two scores and those kids just turned the light on. I mean, for a second I could see that they were like, "Oh my gosh, what is going on here?" And then all of a sudden, they're like, no, this is not happening. And I think just throughout the playoffs, that momentum and belief is just built up, built up to where last night, everything was going wrong. We were playing horrible. And they still just, hey, we're going to finish the game. We're just going to win it. If we have to play ugly, we're going to win it ugly. Will yourself. That's the way it goes. Anthony, I think I want to add, though, I think Rich may be a little bit tough when he says there were a lot of draft balls. Where they dropped balls, yeah, in the technical sense of the word, they were. But it wasn't like there was nobody within five yards from them and they just blew a pass. These defenders were right on them, and they made contact. You know, And I know you're supposed to catch the ball and secure it right away. It was split-second stuff on that. So to call a drop, I would might be a stretch. In a coach's mind, yes, it is a stretch. But it's not the drop where you see is how could this guy not catch it and all that. It hit him in a bad spot right between the, the eight and the eight. You know what I mean? It well, wasn't like that. I think it says a lot about a team when when things aren't going right. The, the penalties aren't going your way. The turnovers aren't going your way. And you will yourself to win. I think that, that, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, that I mean, it's a, a, t- a testament lot. to our coaching staff. Uh, Coach Bastola, Coach Recor, Coach Rob, Coach uh, Marinero. I mean, these guys just – put everything into it i mean hours of film text we're in a group text that if you went through it i mean you'd see 
I mean, thousands of texts probably, like two in the morning, just thoughts that guys are having. We text each other, pictures, all types of stuff, video, I mean, clips, go look at this, go look at this, this tendency. I mean, that just transfers to the kids. The other part of that, Yorktown, I mean, I got to give to them. They are disciplined, they tackle well, and it's almost as if each player is like a clone. We said on the sideline, they have to wrestle. That team has to wrestle because they were taking, taking us down and they were tackling tremendously last night. Games where I would see Matt all throughout the season, bounce, players bouncing off of him and him getting another five yards, that didn't happen last night. Once made contact, he may lean forward, but that was the end of the story. So last night, I got to give it to, to Yorktown. They came. Obviously well coached. 100%. The one big difference in that game, I'll tell you, behind the scenes stuff, I talked to the York, Yorktown offense coordinator after the game. He said that their success, they were running right at our defensive end, and they decided that they were going to pick a side and they were going to double and then go up to the, to the middle linebacker and then hit the crease right where the linebacker overplays and then the safety's too deep. They'd get five, six yards every play, and that's how they were being successful to us. Coach Recor came in. at uh, <laughs> call him, We call him Evil Recor. Came mad scientist, went on the chalkboard at halftime and made some adjustments to put that safety in the alley and walk up, basically putting us in a five front um, without going into a five front, a 50 front. And it, I mean, it shut it down. He we lost 64 yards in the second half. Because you yeah. had said last week when you called in that, you know, you, you thought you liked this matchup. Mm-hmm. They were going to run the ball, but you had seen offenses like this before. So, I mean, the second half, I want to say you had kept them to under 70 yards. 64. Okay. But I won't give them a yard more. We <laughs> know, no, we noticed that uh, in the press box, they seemed to be running plays. They had to go to their offensive right, even when they were lined up on the right hash. Yeah. But every play matters. We noticed that in the press box. So how can they not have people noticing that thing, and, or unless they're just stubborn? Listen, I think that their whole philosophy on their offense, and they did break some tendencies last night from what we saw throughout the two games that we had, which we should have gotten three. I don't know why we only got two, but that's another story. They had a, a certain just mindset of out-leveraging teams, and that's what they did all week, and we saw it. So we said, you know what? The motion that they use, which is smart. You see it in college football all the time. The motion they use to outflank, to move people, to put them in a bad position so they can attack certain points in the run game. And their running backs and their offense and their quarterback are so disciplined that they understand where to go in that formation. So they would use explodes where they take the tight end in the, in the slot or the wing and then set them up one side and then move them over pre-snap. And that would get the defense to be moving. And if you didn't move, they're just going to run to the outside. And you're going to be outflanked. You're going to get sealed, and they're going to get five, six yards, which is fine with me on offense. If I'm an offensive guy, I want to get five, six yards every play. I'll just do that all day. So we had to really coach our guys up to understand that they needed to move and slide with the motion, and then that really wasn't working the first half. So we decided, okay, we're not going to do that anymore. Just come down and stand on the line so we don't have to really move you anymore. So, But I was like I was saying, I mean, it, all comes, it could always come down to one play, a particular game, and – you can't take any plays off, but that missed extra point attempt on their opening drive. We blocked it. It was you know, huge. We blocked it. Yeah. yeah, that was the honestly that could have that was the turning point been, in the game. That I mean, been the they came down, they drove right. it right down your throats, right? That first opening drive. Well, they missed the kick. Here's the deal. Here's a uh, funny story about that. We stopped in the first two plays, right? Yeah. First shot, first play negative yards. Second play like two yards. Then there was third and long, and we missed the coverage, and they hit the tight end coming across. We were in his own coverage to hit the tight end coming across or the slot receiver, and they got the first down, and that propelled them down. Now, let me tell you, the only two drives I was worried about 
was that drive where they drove down after that first down. It seemed like they had the momentum and our guys couldn't stop it. And then the last drive where they were going down to score and they broke a 35-yarder and they got to the 30. And then all of a sudden, the smallest guy on our defense uh, yeah, stepped up. We're up against the break, exactly. but I want to wait until after right, the we'll break. We'll talk about that after. We'll talk number nine, right? Yep. All, all right. right. Well, t- now you guys have me on the edge of my seat here. It's called a teaser. All right, I love it. Uh, let's take a break. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday is up at 11 o'clock. Sabres and Montreal tonight at 7, right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. Sports Talk Saturday coming up next. Lancaster versus Troy at 3 o'clock. Rich, you know anything about Troy? Um, I know they're a really good team. I don't Come know. Come in number three in the state, Lancaster number one. I think I told you their nose tackles, the two of nose tackles they have listed, Big bodies. are right around 600 pounds combined. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's uh, a lot of meat in oh, the middle. Oh, baby. Actually, both of them are 6'4". One is 304. Uh, the other is 314. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh... Oh, they, they, man. That's on a 6'4 frame. It's a difference between these 6-footers that are 300 pounds that you know look like they can't get out of their own way. In fact, I think they just line up in the four-point stance and make the people go around them. Kind of like uh, Sean Gilbert of the Packers back in the... These uh, guys. Remember that guy? Yep. I believe they're on a 25-game winning streak. Is that all? <laughs> the flying horses. Come on, Lancaster. You got to get it done today. You got to. I mean, yeah, no, I'm tomorrow. wearing red for Lancaster today. See, oh, got the black guy. Outstanding. What a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck to Coach Rupp, Coach Brusso, think- the rest of the staff. Uh, I mean, obviously, this is. You know, you come into this, you've been ranked number one. Everybody's been patting you on your back all year long. You've got to be able to bring it going up against a, a team like Troy. Uh, you know, the nerves are going to be there. I think this is the same team they played last week. I mean, they basically scored over 500 points, um, giving up roughly 120 points, just, same, just like Syracuse uh, Cicero last week. It's almost the same team. Here's the good thing, though. I mean, Lancaster can – they can – throw they could run they could run inside they can run outside uh you know yeah they got the two big bodies in the middle but there's a whole lot to defend against sure. lancaster trouble is when they give you those stats anthony they give you the year stats now you know you might have eight or nine games where they got you know a million and one yards they don't tell you how many of these yards came up in say the last three games right the games that counted the most so i don't get it's all so that. tough to compare because yes. again you don't have common opponents so it's really uh, difficult. You know, so many times we're going, oh, man, going for this, look what they've done all year. Right. But you don't like the, don't know the competition that they're facing. Section 6 is pretty stout as far as competition goes. Nobody's so. really talked down about Lancaster all year. You know, we didn't, nobody talked down about them. You know, we just questioned their schedule. I mean, they didn't, Class AA wasn't that good this year, right? I mean, Yeah, but you still have some tough teams. I, yes, you do. But what I'm trying you to bring it. What I'm trying to get at, this team, this team Troy that they're facing, they didn't play really a lot of team any good teams until they got towards the tail end in the playoffs. So both teams had I don't want to say cake schedules, but the schedule worked in their favor. No, what you have to say is there were two very good teams that dominated their own. That's what I'm trying to get. Their own area. That's that that's the way you have to look at it. Exactly. Nobody thought Lancaster was for real until they beat Aquinas. 
Oh, wait a minute, time out. These guys might be good. Well, they yeah, stay, and then they let me tell you, when I saw them, I saw watched the game against Cicero, uh, CSN or CNS uh, last week. Yeah. Listen, see, they have some athletes, and they're a good team over there. And Lancaster beat them and beat them soundly. Andreessen so, single-handedly beat that team, right, down the stretch? Um, Threw a touchdown, had a rushing touchdown. I mean, I mean, you can say. I mean, his he, name was called. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, separated I mean, himself. He made some plays, but I think overall, as a team, that that they dominated CSN. I, I, I yeah. think there was a glimpse for CSN to be in the game, but uh, Gordon, Gordino, Gordano stepped Giordano. up, made a Giordano. Hu- Giordano. Giordano made a huge interception, interception yeah. to seal that game. Um, so I, I look for this game to be a tight game today. They look like similar teams. This team played their last game fourteen. Uh, to 17 um and then 20 to 13 so they're not a team that is just blowing everybody away and that's so far away from the competition you know new rochelle i mean columbia high school they played last and newburgh free academy they played last so i mean these teams were in it with them you're saying they can play close games right so i'm I'm saying that they're not just some world beaters that are blowing through the state so i think it's going to be one of those games that comes down to you know fourth quarter and big plays and Lancaster's made big plays all season, so they got to just do that again. Be nice to get them uh, get them the win. I'm heading out there. Cool. I'm going right. to go. take lots of pictures. I wish I could have been there yesterday, Rich. I really did. Hey, I'm not going to listen. I know you know. I know how you are. Quickly, guys, <laughs> we got to talk about number nine. Right. Okay, so back to that. Yes. So the smallest guy on the field yesterday with the biggest heart comes up when everything looks like this team's going to go in, score a touchdown, and put themselves up and leave us with, like, two minutes to make a play, which would have been a good story anyway for Matt. But he steps up, form tackles, causes a fumble. Liam Shire recovers, and I lose my mind, (laughs) as you can see on Spectrum. But it was one of those things where I had a conversation with Brian Ball, uh, Mike Glinsky, Liam Shire on the sideline maybe two drives before, and I said to them, I said, it's coming down to the end. Who's going to make a play? Nobody's stepped up and made a play today. Which one of you wants to be the guy that 20 years from now, when you guys come back for your reunion and you're looking at those state championship rings, you can say, hey, remember that play I made in the Dome in Syracuse to seal the deal? And Brian just shook his head like he always does. He's a quiet kid. He just shook his head, didn't say anything, and then next thing you know, causes the biggest fumble over, I mean, that we've had all season. You talked about him a few weeks ago when yeah. we didn't really know – too much about the guy. Yeah. I mean, listen, Brian came out of nowhere. I mean, I'm new to the staff, but he emerged slowly throughout the year. You know, he's a kid that, you know, he does everything right. He has a job. I mean, he works. So, you know, he had conflicts with schedule and practice and stuff, but always work hard. Never had any problems at him. Never yapping. Never, you know, Brian's just not that kid. But when you put a helmet on him and you get him out there to play running back or you get him out there to play strong safety – He's the guy that you can always depend on to make a play. I got to ask you this. Like that. Love him. I got to ask you this. Okay, so throughout the season, was there a point in time, I don't know what game, which week, when you thought to yourself, you may not have said this to everyone around you, mm-hmm. but you thought to yourself, you know, that's the defining moment and that, that play right there kind of told you, Rich Sanders, that this, this team is capable of winning state. Uh, it's, it's in, in the, uh, the nerf um, with that pick six with – Carmen. I mean, once that occurred, it it sealed the deal, and I think the guys believed that they were a really good team. 
you know, that South Park team is a good team. And for them to come back the way they came back, like I talk about this because it just blows my mind that they had the understanding and the will. And we, to- we told them and we talked about believing and looking at each other's eyes and depending on your brother and not, not playing for yourself and winning it for yourself, but winning it for your teammate. And if he's winning it for you and you're winning it for him, how can you lose? Because you're willing to do anything for him and he's willing to do anything for you. Instead of it being, I got to do this for me and he's got to do it for him. That's where people get, you know, it's like love. You know, if, if you're willing to love someone and do everything for them and they're doing, doing the same thing for you, man, I mean, how can that go wrong? But it, it, it breaks up when you're thinking about yourself or you want to do this and this person's thinking about that. So, Any coach out there that's listening right now, isolate this part of the show. Play it for your team before you start next season. I know I want to play it for my team next year. Well said, Coach. Thank you. And congratulations. I'm so happy for you, you. and the rest of the West Seneca West staff. Uh, job well done and, uh, and way to go. All right, guys, that wraps up Inside High School Sports for this week. Sports Talk Saturday is next. We'll talk to you then. Go West. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.